We're just trying to change the world here, people. Oh, really? Welcome back to O'Reilly Radio 143. This is recorded Friday, February 10th, 2017, where we dismantle the current events for your edutainment through mostly rational conversations that make you go, oh, really. I'm your host, Andy Cowan. I've still got my usual suspects, Stephen Griffith, Amber Besecker, Fred Sims, Daniel Etherton, and JP. Welcome back, everyone. And, of course, if we make mistakes, you know what to do. Give us a call at 470-222-6759 or drop us a line at O'ReillyRadioPodcast at gmail.com to correct us, please. All right, so in law and order this evening, we've got uh, oh some riots in Paris. Daniel, this was uh, this was in your bailiwick as our European correspondent. Yeah. So um, um, tell us. No. Um, th- this tell us gently recently. what happened with the baton. Um, <laughs> there's no gentleness here. Um, before I really get into this, I want to give some background. Um. There have been for a while um, a number of immigrant, not quite ghettos, but 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 poor neighborhoods um, throughout Paris, and it's been that way um, since the nineties. Uh, a lot of times, the police will get heavy-handed in those communities, and the riots that have happened this week and the protests. Um, that came after were because of a, a, a spark being lit to the powder keg. Uh, the incident in question uh, involved multiple uh, officers assaulting a uh, young black immigrant. Uh, we only have his first name, Theo. Uh, amongst uh, physically assaulting him, uh, a he was forcibly sodomized with a baton. Yep. Now, I, I, I love what news we got out today that, oh, it just accidentally ended up there. That's what the cops are saying. Yes, the cops are saying that his pants fell down during the altercation and that he was, quote-unquote, accidentally sodomized. He fell onto my knife. He fell onto my knife nine times. Yep. So, yes, the people rose up and, yes, unfortunately, property damage happened. Some cars were lit on fire. But there there are poor and oppressed people in, in France, good people who are finding their voice. Now, we're good. In positive news, um, both the president and prime minister of France went and visited the victim. Uh, I fully expect, unlike here in the States, that those officers will be successfully prosecuted. One of the officers uh, was charged uh, Sunday with the, uh, the rape. Uh, while four officers were suspended after they were accused of involvement with the incident uh, last Thursday. Uh, they are all being prosecuted for assault. Uh, only one is facing the rape charge, but all are being prosecuted for assault. And I fully expect the weight of the French courts to fall upon these gentlemen. Uh, but it is just 
another sign of how unsettling and unsettled things are becoming, not just here in the U.S., but across the globe. So is this um, uh, white nationalism? It's not just white nationalism. I mean, with another report that I saw uh, come across the wire today, there are fears that Russia is interfering with the uh, election over in France and trying Mm -hmm. to get Marie Le Pen elected, Um, essentially a somewhat gussied up, just as far right, a little bit better put together Trump. Basically female Pence. Yes, but more of a war hawk than Pence would ever imagine himself to be. Oh. Yeah, no, she is a very special snowflake. Um, one that I'm fairly certain if you light a match next to would burst into flames. Um, now versus America, um, are they gonna do anything about it? Cause we didn't. Um, that's the big question because right now their intelligence agency is going, Guys, um, Russia's interfering with our election. We have yet to see how, where it goes from here. Mm. Um, it's something I'm definitely going to be keeping an eye on because we already have people rising up throughout Europe that are, are putting into office populists, right-wing populists. Um, we, we have the Tories over in the U.K., um, they are no friend to the poor and the downtrodden. Uh, we have Trump over here. Uh, Le Pen, if she gets into office, good heavens, I fear for France. Um, right now, the, the, the bastion of the, the liberal, uh, voice, or I should actually more say neo-liberal, not quite liberal voice in, in, in the West is, is Germany. They're, they're, Germany is the, the, the neoliberal the bastion. Um, if you actually Just. want to look for liberalism, look to Iceland. Um, yeah. But no, there is a sweeping amount of right-wing politic, uh, of isolationism that is sweeping the globe, uh, and especially the West. And it to put my tinfoil hat on for a moment, Russia has its hands in these pies. Um, it doesn't take much to see that, okay, Trump hardline comes out against Iran. Iran goes, well, Trump has, has done us a kindness by revealing us the true face of America. And right after that comes out, Russian diplomats are in Iran trying to make friends. This is a power play. Part of it's engineered, part of it's natural. And people are taking advantage, and things are getting scary. Do you ever feel like you're living in a novel? I feel like I'm living in a graphic novel called V for Vendetta. Well, I mean, or at least the prologue. Copies of 1984 have been selling out. Well, uh, interesting enough, on Facebook, folks, you can look this up. Um, one particular bookstore goes, in case we're sold out of 1984, here's a recommended reading list. 
<laughs> and they go in like number three on the list is Fahrenheit 451. Animal um, Farm. Animal Farm. The Handmaid's Tale. Yes, that 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 was on there too. It it, it just keeps <laughs> going. Also I, a good one. Brave Read New the World. Giver. Yeah, the Giver. The Giver is another good one. Uh, Brave New World. Yeah, yep. that was on there. Uh, it, it, all these older books that tried to warn us against this nonsense is now essentially a resistance handbook in what to look for. Could watch the man in the high castle. Yeah, oh. I was I was just about to say it's like yeah, and then there's Philip K. Dick. Um, yeah, yeah, man in the high castle is, is a fascinating tale of alt history. Need to watch that. Um, <clears throat> uh, Interesting I, bookshelf zombie. I didn't know that it had that that little tag. Yeah, V for Dead <laughs> is one that's frequently <laughs> stolen graphic novels from bookstores and libraries. Beautiful. Anarchy in the UK. I I don't know how how Alan Moore would feel about that. I really don't. A stab of I, pride. I, I well, we already know. He's I like out the phrase anonymous. a stab. Yes, a stab of pride. That's right, a stab of pride. Sudden I, and violent. I can use my words. So can you? I just did. Yep. So uh, speaking of people using their words. Uh, the Ninth Circuit Court slammed Trump's, um, well, sort of slammed, semi-slammed. They shut him down. Well, in again, a way, they... it was a three to zero uh, vote, a unanimous decision vote. to uphold the stay of the the blockade against what is being called the Muslim ban. Well, no, it's not being called. Trump called it a a Muslim ban. Right, but on the papers, it's not a Muslim ban. It is it is known as, and even though they called it a Muslim ban, you know, it's just like the Affordable Care Act is also known as Obamacare. Obamacare. But it is the Affordable Care Act. Another interesting fact, of course, is that a lot of people are really, they love the Affordable Care Act, but they <laughs> hate Obamacare. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, I can't. I can't. Yeah. I just. Yeah. Nope. Yeah, it's like, so you don't know what things are. <laughs> okay. I've got some that. magic beans to sell you. Exactly. The magic bean argument. I got um, a bridge. Uh, I don't think anyone should actually read Atlas Shrugged very much. Oh. Read it Be- to understand how wrong it is. I would say Anthem, maybe. Yeah. If you maybe. want. I would say get in the. If you want to read what. The, the the enemy is reading. Read Atlas Shrugged. Mm-hmm. It gives you an insight into that mindset and or the Fountainhead. Yeah, or my golf. <laughs> yeah, actually, it, I, I I will go off on a, a, a little sidebar here. Um, if you can get a English translated copy of the recent printing of Mein Kampf uh, from Germany, it's fully annotated. Um. The notations make it a worthy read because it allows you to understand how this tome was used as propaganda, where all the lies were, how those lies were formulated and used by the Nazis. It's, I'm not going to say it's a good read. It's an important read. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, well, a, no, that's no, if an you're valid Daniel, if you're talking about the one that they just released, not only is it um, annotated, <laughs> they also have scholars now that have written essays um, for that book as well, like essentially add-on essays yes. that are talking about the ideas and and you know breaking it down and and discussing more in depth, you know what points may have been salient, what points were complete rhetoric. Uh, I desperately want that book in an English translation. I just just for the the history nerd in me, I want that I want to read it. Well, it's an important book. And I do agree with Bookshelf Zombie. If you're not much of a reader, play BioShock. Rapture sure. is indeed a love letter to Anne Rand. It it really yeah. is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A really well done one too that falls as it should. And it's a fun game. It is a fun game. There are plenty of dystopias you can play in, folks. There's a sandbox for every one of them. You can find some very enlightening entertainment out there. It's one of my favorite genres until I started living in one. Right? So, Like, no, we just want to read about them, not live in them. Please. (laughs) Exactly. It's just a mind game I want to play with myself. I don't actually want to be in that. This was not supposed to be nonfiction. Mm -hmm. Actually, okay, okay. Out of all the dystopias that you know of, which one would you not mind living in? Ooh. Oh. I know it's a Mad Max. Mad Max. I I I don't like sand. Which one? I can't think of one that turns out even remotely okay for women. Right? Yeah. Yeah, you guys at least have have the benefit of being cis dudes. Like, um, well... No, technically, if you extrapolate it further, and I'm probably going to catch a flack for this, Brave New World. Everyone has their place. If you don't have your place, you still have your place. It's over there. Yeah. But everyone, the nice thing is for that, if you actually extrapolate it out, because I've read it, I had to read it for a class recently, I go, yeah, he doesn't really go into it much himself with his main characters, but if you look at the way society was stratified, no, women were perfectly equal with men. Oh. It was all about your genetics. It had nothing to do with your sex. If I'm going to pick up to live in a dystopia and want to be at least in an interesting one, I'll take Blade Runner. And, you yeah, know, I, I think like I'm going to change Runner. my vote. Okay. Um, I'm going to go dystopian suburb, and I'll live in the lottery. Oh, God. Oh, jeez, oh. dude. Okay, oh. that's, that's a hard one to swallow. Ooh, wow. I don't know, man. I, I wouldn't make it in any of these because even um, if you go with Brave New World, I don't have the best genes. So how about no, Blade Runner? But the guess is you've always got it's so much. Actually, technically, I mean, if you want to go technically, Ready Player One is in a way a dystopia. Oh, actually, no, it, it, is. it is a dystopia. Ready Player so One. Is, I will yeah. live in Ready Player One. I'm okay with yeah, that. I'll, just just exist I'll go with that, too, because I can make a living playing games. Let's go for it. Yeah. If not that, then yeah. uh, probably Running Man. Oh, God. Running Man? Oh, no. wow. That's... But not no. for me, at least. Whoa, no. No. Uh, my my de- second is probably Ghost in the Shell. Is Demolition Man a dystopia? No, it's technically not, not a dystopia. Really. No, I mean, until Simon Phoenix comes back, it's actually more utopian. Yeah, it's closer to utopia. Well, there, it, there's until... a, there's a, a dystopia it's there a as well one. as soon as you look at the Undercity. Yeah. yeah, it's a twisted um, one. 
But I, I, but doesn't, I doesn't every utopia have a, a layer of dystopia they try to ignore? That's the, the whole point. Generally. No, again, yeah. Well, again, utopia, the very name utopia means place that does not exist. Um, Firefly. So by that very nature, it's that uh, typically it's used as a way of going, hey, look what we could achieve. Wouldn't this be cool? Or it's used to throw, look at all this crap that's in society. Wouldn't you rather be over here? Dystopias go the other direction, going, look at all this crap in society. This is the direction we're going if we don't stop it, you know, mm-hmm. and show more horrible yeah. things. Ghost in the Shell, Firefly, Blade Runner, uh, yeah. Basically, I want the ability to live in an off-world colony. Well, if we're throwing Firefly in there, I've got that, because I can get my damn ship. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. well what Firefly about the Dystopia? I mean, yeah, but you're more likely to be one of the background characters than you are to be. Uh, of course. If it's Firefly, I can be a companion, so I'm okay with that. <laughs> also, Shadowrun. Shadowrun's an option, depending on where you are. I would Ooh. do Shadowrun. Oh, yes. Shadowrun would be an option. I could be a street Sam. This definitely. I'll, I'll, just, I'll, what is it? Chicago that's overrun by bugs? Oh, Bug City. Chicago's I'm bug. I'm not going to yeah. Chicago. Yeah, not going no. to Chicago. No. Uh, don't go to Chicago. Don't go to Mexico. No, no. Don't Hong Kong. South Hong America. Kong's okay. Yeah, Shadowrun might mm. even be okay for for the average yeah. person to get buy in. Yeah, the average yeah. Jo- the average Joe Chummer living in our ecology. Absolutely. Yeah, they wouldn't know anything. Yeah, I'll go with that one. Uh, I would just end up being a wage slave. I know my luck. Yeah, you'd be an average Joe Chummer. <laughs> it's when you start to get a little bit. Uh, I just don't want to end up working at Stuffer Shack. That's all I want. <laughs> I'll be I'll be Corp Sec. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know what might be interesting? All of the things the, we talked about. It's the Westworld universe. Ah. If you can go to Westworld, you get money. Well, no, no, no. I'm just saying that universe, it that society might yeah. be interesting. Not even necessarily Westworld itself, but a True. society in which those advancements have been made, and this is a, a whole, uh, you know, ethical, moral argument that's going on about uh, synthetics. Yeah, Synthetic and rights. automatons. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's It'd like, be um... interesting, and and nobody seems like terrifically bad off from what we know. Besides the synthetics, yeah. mostly. The synthetics themselves, yeah. Mm-hmm. Other ones I wouldn't want to live in. Uh, Dread. Yeah, no. No, that's that's a bad scene. That's yeah. a bad scene. Uh, no. The dystopia that I, I can that I really would never want to live in right now is just uh, Detroit. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Well, you're either living in abject poverty or surrounded by hipsters. I mean... Yeah, it's, it's a lose-lose situation. Yeah, see, it just doesn't work. This doesn't work for me. No. <laughs> Eventually, they're going to hit critical hipster mass, and it's just going to implode up its own ass. No, it's just going to turn to Portland if it hits critical hipster. Oh, God, not critical hipster. Critical hipster. You never uh, go critical hipster. Maybe they'll take all <laughs> the hipsters from Portland? No. No, yeah, I've, it, I've, it, it's it's a throw them into the sea. Are hipsters their chief import or export? I can't recall. I can't yes. figure that out. It, the the answer for Portland is yes. No, oh, it's just the natural, natural resource. resource. <laughs> what are you? I'm a hipster. <laughs> oh, oh gosh. Oh, so okay. you run a coffee shop? Nice, nice. We uh, source uh, nothing uh, but completely organic, 100 percent locally grown hipsters. No. 
you don't just own a coffee shop. It's a coffee shop that at night switches over to being an organic, locally brewed beer bar. There you with, go. Craft it's a craft beer place at night. During the day, it's a coffee I, shop. Yes, with, I, with Bookshelf Zombies uh, cover band, Critical Hipster. Yeah. <laughs> buck up, chummers. That's right. Buck up, chummers. Yeah, shower. Okay, so uh, our last our last story, an actual story coming back to the real world, <laughs> which is yeah. obviously less interesting. But U.S. It's investigators there. Yeah, U.S. investigators collaborate. Uh, corroborate. Oh, I'm sorry. Right. Corroborate uh, some aspects of the Russia dossier. Yep. For the first time, U.S. investigators say they have corroborated some of the communications detailed in a 35-page dossier compiled by a former British intelligence agent. Multiple current and former U.S. law enforcement and intelligence officials tell CNN. As CNN first reported, then-President-elect Donald Trump and President Barack Obama were briefed on the existence of the dossier prior to Trump's inauguration. Yep. So none of it actually relates to the salacious allegations, um, but it relates to conversations between foreign nationals. The dossier details about a dozen conversations between senior Russian officials and other Russian individuals. Sources would not confirm which specific conversations were intercepted or the content of those discussions due to the classified nature of U.S. intelligence collection programs. But the intercepts do confirm that some of the conversations described in the dossier took place between the same individuals on the same days and from the same locations as detailed in the dossier, according to the officials. Hmm. So it's giving it credence, essentially. There's a there there yeah. there is some truth to what's in the dossier. I don't believe, you know, the golden showers thing because Trump is a germaphobe. Um, that's part well, of the reason why he doesn't hold hands with people. Well, it wasn't the original urine sterile, so but urine is sterile. You can drink it. Don wait, Paul. wait, wait. But, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but True if I recall correctly, the allegation was he had the Russian hookers pee on a bed that the Obamas had slept in, not necessarily on Trump. Right. On it the was bed. A, it was on the bed because of his. Uh, he despises them so much. Well, right. Again, I I don't believe it. I think that's a bit far fetched. I would Could believe have happened. I there's would, there's an element of probability. Honestly, I would believe him being peed on more than them doing the bed thing. But are you ready for this? I don't know. Reached for comment this afternoon. White House Press Secretary Sean Spicer said, "We continue to be disgusted by CNN's fake news reporting." <sighs> then he called later, them back. Yep. And said, this is more fake news. It is about time CNN focused on the success the president has had bringing back jobs, protecting the nation, and strengthening relationships with Japan and other nations. The president won the election because of his vision and message for the nation. No. No, on all accounts. He he won the election because of the nation's hatred of Hillary and his cozying up to the religious right. Mm. It was um, a mandate, Daniel. It was an absolute well, mandate from the lizard people. And the people <laughs> who just want to watch the world burn. Um, but, no, the, the Russian Ross thing actually ties, ties well into another thing that happened today, which is apparently Michael Flynn yeah. had some not-quite-so-legal talks with some Russian people about getting that them their sanctions lifted before he was confirmed. Yep. Huh. 
which most people knew but couldn't prove. Hmm. So now, now there's proof. Well, this story is actually in the bad ideas, but I mean, we can let's we let's, can go into it before or whenever. Let's um, just—it's uh, the only thing in bad ideas. Let's go ahead and bring it in here, and we'll just skip it, skip the bad ideas segment. So, so when you're talking about the uh, before he was even uh, appointed to office, which is where the legality in this comes in, he called Russia and basically told them not to worry about the sanctions before the sanctions even came down. What? Yes. He called them on the 29th. The sanctions were on the 30th. Uh, telling them that whatever the Obama administration did could be undone. So he told them about the sanctions before the sanctions were even released because the sanctions it were technically they're described as an open secret. So people in Washington knew we were going to to impose sanctions. He just made calls to his buddy in Russia and was like, hey, we got some sanctions coming your way. Don't worry about it. I, I have it on good authority. We could take care of those for you. Just FYI, bro. We cool. Yeah. And then days before Mr. Trump's inauguration, Vice President-elect Mike Pence also denied that Mr. Flynn had discussed sanctions with Mr. Kislyak, I'm guessing. Uh, he had said he had personally spoken to Mr. Flynn, who assured him that the conversation was an informal chat that began with Mr. Flynn extending Christmas wishes. And w- when they look at it, they do give some benefit of the doubt that if – uh, Flynn was just covering himself. Maybe he lied to Pence. Maybe everybody was in on it. They don't, they don't really know that as of right now. But it is looking like Flynn did violate the law by, you know, essentially being just a U.S. citizen talking to a foreign, uh, country regarding sanctions and what they could or could not do, um, with sanctions that technically weren't even imposed yet. And, um, when recently reached to for comment, his um, his spokesperson said uh, he doesn't recall that <laughs> he spoke about the sanctions, but it's not a guarantee that they didn't come up. Thank you, Oliver North. <laughs> Which is, again, against the very adamant, no, I never talked about them, that he made several times when asked after the phone calls because it was multiple phone calls all on the 29th um, and he was questioned about that uh, hey why are you calling Russia so much wow yeah okay, why you why are you good. calling Russia so much that's yeah this this needs to be looked into well they are I, I mean one it. of the things it says in the story is that um you know essentially that intelligence officials are surprised at how adamant he's been that they they didn't discuss uh sanctions like he didn't realize that his calls were being monitored. <laughs> yeah. Wow. This Kellyanne Conway breaking the law in national television. Oh, okay. God damn it. And in regards to that, they have – what is it? The uh, the Republican head of the Oversight Committee right now is saying that Chaffetz, she needs yeah. – Yeah, that she needs to be um, you know, suspended, dismissed, 
you know, like basically no, like be- this is a bad. We need to to really handle this. He suggested, well, suspension. I think the first one was reprimand, which I'm going. So she gets a little slap on the wrist, and she gets to go on about her business. Um, no, the, she violated the law. She should be brought before Congress and tried. Uh, there's do been... drinker. I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. Uh, do drinker forty two in the um, Twitch stream, I guess, is saying all conversations are diplomatic. Logan rule is meaningless. Will not stand up. Every incoming president has had advisors in contact before inauguration. Yeah, but um, let's see. Okay, so the Logan Act, so that we know what we're talking about here. Yeah. Enacted January 30th, 1799, uh, United States federal law that forbids unauthorized citizens from negotiating with foreign governments having a dispute with the U.S. It was intended to prevent the undermining of the government's position. The act was passed following George Logan's unauthorized negotiations with France in 1798 and was signed into law by President John Adams on January 30th, 1799. The act was amended in 1994. It is a felony to violate the Logan Act. Oh, good. Uh, let's see. What is what was the amendment? Um, I think that just because it hasn't been tried in a very long time doesn't mean that it won't hold up. But it does have that that weight of um, oh, there's there's a term. There's a legal term, which I cannot remember. Precedence? Off my head. No, no, it's um, it's kind of like having standing. No, um, having a weight of historical uh, verdicts on it. So since there's, precedence. I was gonna say precedence. Is yeah, that but not... that's that's not it legally. There, there's another one. Um, but since there's not enough of that background, most often they don't want to touch it even. Because, or they don't want to bring it up as a as a possibility because they don't know which way the ruling could go because they don't have um, anything to look back on to to guide them. Um, which I've always felt is the dumbest way to handle law that we're just going to ignore certain laws because we don't know which way it's going to come down as yeah. opposed to hey we need to try this and see which way it's going to come down that way we have a basis for future lawsuits or, or rulings yeah well it also com- comes down the same way with like uh not just law but with doctors there's thousands of medications out there they know like 15 good ones and the rest they have like a short list and those are the ones they use all the time uh-huh. you know yeah. because they've got the best experience with them they don't bother to go through the the whole physician desk reference on all the drugs available to them in the Hey Andy are you talking about the the one that's like stay with what has already been decided Stare decisis Yeah that's yep that's the one Yeah That's that's the term that's the legal term stare decisis Um I can you tell I've been I've been listening to uh, opening arguments. <laughs> it's just it's right there. It's like, oh, yeah, it's uh, stare decisis. Um, yeah, but mostly because of that, they probably wouldn't go through with it. Uh, but it also depends on who's bringing the argument, 
whether or not it would go before Congress or whether or not it would go before a federal court. There's yeah, dude. Drinker's position is that in diplomatic reality, it's just a ruse. It's just a red herring. Communism is just a red herring. That's right. Communism is just a red herring. The, um, well, the law itself there. reads um, any citizen of the United States, wherever he may be, who without authority of the United States directly or indirectly commences or carries on any correspondence or intercourse with any foreign government or any officer or agent thereof with intent to influence the measures or conduct of any foreign government or any officer or agent thereof in relation to any disputes or controversies with the United States or to defeat the measures of the United States shall be fined under this title or imprisoned not more than three years or both. And the New York Times did later say that it would be very unusual for the law to be prosecuted because it's murky during presidential transition periods. Yeah. It could be argued, you know, very easily. Yeah. That's like, no, of course, that they were already well, in transition to doing the job, which so, which is totally fine. Yeah. Let's not prosecute him. Let's just remove him from office because he's a liar. I mean, we have standing on that. Do we? Any more? Lies? Yeah. All facts? I mean – one of I, one I of the things that I always try to keep in the back of my head about any of this is that we're dealing with a system of power that can and will, as we have already seen, change the rules and move the goalposts to suit their own ends. Yeah. Um, and that's going to be really hard to make anything stick. Best way to make it stick, folks, is contact your local congressman. If they're going to be in town to have a town hall meeting, show up. Question, question. Don't yeah. necessarily just yell at them. Mm-hmm. Like you know, what happened in tempting. Utah. Yeah, yeah, because they're scared shitless right now. Yeah, but which is wonderful. Put them to question. Be calm. Be firm. Mm-hmm. That scares them more than the shouting. Mm-hmm. It depends on the person. Get educated, know your stuff, then go up there and hold their feet to the mm-hmm. fire as you give them the question. Do Drinker says lies and rage are the currency of modern social discourse. That's true. A, a, a very true statement. Absolutely true statement, Do Drinker. We can get that on a shirt. Let's <laughs> write that down. I need to write that down right now. Look at you, Do Drinker. Yeah. yeah lies <laughs> and rage are the currency of modern social discourse. Contributing. That, that, sh- people. that should that. be on a shirt. Yeah, I will buy that shirt. Just like there, <laughs> just like there needs to be one. She persisted. Oh, there yeah, is. There's, there's tons. There's several. Tons oh, there are now. Oh know, God, yes. Off the top of my head, I know Adam Ellis Comics is doing one, and the proceeds go to Planned Parenthood. Erica Moen of. Uh, oh, Joy Sex Toy has a uh, embroidery pattern, which is re- actually pretty neat. Um, of the she persisted, and then, uh, or nevertheless, she persisted, mm-hmm. and uh, thistles. It's it's really pretty. Cool. Thistles yeah. for their hardiness and their you know symbolic nature. Such fun. Also, the national uh, flower of Scotland. A thistle. Yeah. Yes. Makes sense for Scotland too. So. Uh, 
So that's Michael Flynn. Did, was he confirmed? <laughs> was he confirmed? Yes, Flynn was confirmed. Have any He's of them... beyond reach, then. I feel like I know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask to confirm <laughs> the confirmations. Have any of them not been confirmed that were no. already They've in? All been yeah. confirmed. No. They're, yeah, that's what I thought. It's, it's hard, it's hard to block a confirmation. Especially with, you know, what's been going on with that. With 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 no. Republicans being in as much power as they are, it's hard to block a confirmation anyway because people just want to get down to business, even if it's with a chucklehead. Mm-hmm. But it with how it is, it's it's gone from unlikely to impossible. Yeah, we can just and scream in silence. The, the tinfoil hat thing when it comes to Devos um, is the that, elimination of the department. Well, not not so much that, but again, the two Republicans that broke rank mm-hmm. broke rank with permission, hmm. and there was only two. Not enough to do anything. Yeah, especially yeah. To, yeah. Don't get me started on DeVos. I will be here all night. I will... Mm. Mm. Flames. Side Ah. of your face. Ah. That woman. I I can't. Can't. Well, luckily, the Grizzly stole all her pencils, so... (laughs) Yeah. Well, my my Twitter response was her was, well, maybe when you find the pencils, you can also find some morals and human decency (laughs) on bridge. Nice. But I'm a bad person, so... I like the one that was like, oh, haven't you heard? Public school teachers usually provide their own supplies. Yeah. yeah. Oh, thousands of people mm-hmm. said that, and it was glorious. And, and I, true. Bless, bless public teachers. Bless and teachers she, tried to, she tried to make a visit to a public school, and the protesters There's were yeah, waiting. Her entrance. her entrance. It was it beautiful. Was delightful. Well, and I also love that Every single picture that she has sent out of her current touring has been with minorities, specifically people of color. It's like, wow, you are just super pandering, aren't you? You are so trying and failing. And just mm, that woman, that woman. That's certainly Mm. her game plan. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe, you know, maybe she's just trying to get them into Amway. Oh, God. (laughs) <laughs> or multi-level marketing <laughs> pyramid schemes uh, okay so uh, I believe that's going to wrap it up for what are we law doing order. again Action. oh yeah for law and order law and order <laughs> <laughs> okay so um, oh we have uh, we have comments real quick is DeVos's uh, is DeVos today Ellsworth Tui in Fountainhead oh Maybe. That's a good question. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be pissed when she finds there's a, co- a billing code for the cop here. Yep. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Damn. Oh my, oh my. Okay. So, 
If you've enjoyed what we've done here and you'd like to help us out, there are a few ways. You can donate to the show through patreon.com. That's www.patreon.com slash Radio and get early access to show content like this one. It's probably going to be behind that wall for a little bit. And uh, make the algorithm work for us by reviewing us on iTunes to boost our ranking. Uh, use your words. Tell somebody about us. And, of course, engage us directly. Send us a message on social medias or the electronic mails at Podcast at gmail.com. Or if you're the more talkative sort, 470-222-ORLY-6759, it is always ready to take your call or your text. And if you don't like what we've done here this evening, you can contact the National Suicide Prevention Hotline at 1-800-273-8255. Available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. The Lifeline provides free and confidential support for people in distress, prevention and crisis resources for you or your loved ones, and best practices for professionals. Thank you for choosing to waste your valuable time on us. This has been O'Reilly Radio, part of the Random Acts Company. This work is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution 3.0 United States license, including the music Rocket and Pemgea, created by Kevin McLeod of Encomtech.com. Thanks, everyone. See you real soon.